0: Love this podcast? Support this show through the ACAST supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Are you living with the chaos, confusion, and uncertainty that a toxic person loves to create? Is a partner, parent, ex, sibling, child, or coworker causing you to second guess yourself? That can be crazy-making. I'm here to help you save your sanity. So let's get down to it and figure some things out now. Stay tuned. Hello and welcome to Save Your Sanity Podcast. I'm glad you're here. If you're the first time you found me, I'm delighted that you did. I hope you will find value and create value from what you learn here. If you're returning, I'm so glad that you you are here I'm always delighted when people find this podcast because it means you're going to get some help. You're going to see things in light of how they really are rather than how you want them to be. And I know that's just the way it goes when you're in a toxic relationship. So there are many things that we can talk about um, that add to our ability to deal with these toxic people, these difficult people that. I call hijackals because that's my term for them. Hijackals I just decided that for people going to look up psychological terms. It's not useful. It really isn't. Although I am a mental health professional, I know it's not helpful to get a diagnosis or to spend all your time thinking about narcissists or psychopaths or sociopaths or whatever you have been looking at. Because what we really need to talk about are the patterns, traits, and cycles of these difficult, relentlessly difficult and toxic people in our lives. So that's why I created the term hijackles, And my definition of hijackles are people, who hijack relationships for their own purposes and then relentlessly scavenge them for power, for status, and control. No one? Now, does that make it a bit clearer? (laughs) Seems a little more obvious to you? Well, today we're going to talk about how parenting your partner can ruin your relationship and ruin your desire for intimacy. This is a very, very important topic And uh, we're going to go into it at some depth because it's very important. You may have said, I didn't sign on to have an extra child. That is not what I expected to have in my relationship. And that's how I feel. I feel like I've got one. So we're going to talk about, as I said, how parenting your partner can ruin your relationship And you probably don't want to be ruining your relationship, right? (laughs) That is not what you want to be doing. And you're frustrated and you'd like to be able to figure it out, but you're not exactly sure how to do it. Well, I'm here to help you. You can always find me at ForRelationshipHelp.com. ForRelationshipHelp.com. And if you enjoy this podcast you can support the podcast by going to patreon.com slash save your sanity, patreon.com slash save your sanity. You can pledge a dollar, five dollars, ten dollars a month, whatever number you like, just, a, just as a vote of gratitude for finding it and keeping it on the air. That would be really super if you did that. I would truly appreciate it. So let's talk about this big topic today. How parenting your partner ruins your relationship because it does have you noticed that it, it just takes the heart out of everything it really does and we have to look at what kinds of things are going on because you are creating some dynamics you're participating in the dynamics and what are those dynamics that you're creating How are you going about it? Yeah, maybe it's it's snuck up on you slowly. Maybe in the beginning it seemed like it had collaboration and compromise and there was emotional maturity, but now you're feeling like, where did that go? Like, nothing gets done the way it needs to get done. I don't like this. I wish it were different. Maybe you're criticizing, maybe you're complaining. Maybe you are always showing somebody how to do something, telling them how to do something, telling them why don't they already know that. (laughs) And really what it boils down to is you come to a place where there is a lack of acceptance, a lack of respect, and it keeps being eroded. Every time you find yourself going, oh, really, do I have to do that? Really, do I have to do that for you? you find that the respect and the acceptance of your partner is totally eroded. And that is not going to be helpful at all for having a satisfying relationship. And you will get to the place where maybe you're making demeaning comments to one another. I don't know which one of you might be the one who's being a parent, but the one who is parenting will begin to diminish their partner. And I mean parenting their partner, not parenting their children. They will begin to diminish them and control them and correct their behavior. And, you know, maybe constantly be on them. Like, you shouldn't eat that. You should exercise more. You should do this. You shouldn't approach your job like that. There's no equality in that, is there? Now, if you listen to my podcast a couple of weeks ago on the three must-haves, to have a healthy adult relationship, you know that you must have equality, reciprocity, and mutuality. Well, you sure can't have those things if you are parenting your partner. Now, of course, we're going to have those wonderful moments when we're actually there for our partner And it feels a bit like parenting because it is that protection that is that it's okay. And when you get a bruised knee or the bruises of life, that person is there to say, it's okay, we'll manage. I'm here. I'm not talking about that kind of parenting. I'm talking about the kind of parenting that says, Oh, you've got so much to learn. You don't do things the right way. I have so much to teach you. I have to always be telling you. And that can make it so that you don't feel like you have a partner at all. And you could be causing resentment. What kind of resentments are you causing? You know, maybe you are just taking over for them. I remember a couple that came to see me and I have clients all over the world, but I remember this one particularly. And the woman was a medical doctor, and the husband was an entrepreneur, and they just had a baby. And when they came to see me, this honestly happened. The husband kept saying, she's totally incompetent. I can't ask her to do anything. I don't even think she takes care of the baby in the proper way. I've got to be there all the time. Well, obviously, you're dealing with a medical doctor who takes care of people all the time. She probably knows very well how to take care of a baby. And as we uncovered all of those pieces, he got to see that he was frustrated, he was resentful, he was resigned to having to do it forever, and he hated it, and yet it was all in his head. It was all in the way that he approached his partner. She was perfectly capable. Of course, she was. She ran a business. She ran a medical practice. She had all kinds of wonderful attributes. But he was just not in the equality, reciprocity, and mutuality mode. And we had to work that through. And we did. We did. So it's important for us to realize that, you know, if you find that you get into a parenting role. And maybe you felt you needed to, but maybe you've overstepped. Maybe you've been overly willing to do things and not allow the other person to show up as themselves. And that happens. But there's a big difference between treating them, um, you know, caring for another human being and treating them as though they are a child. Much different. So you have to find that fine line. Maybe occasionally you make an appointment for your partner, but if you always have to make the appointments because they never do it and they expect you to do it, and it's not because you made an agreement that you'll do it, but it's left to you to do, or maybe you find yourself choosing their clothes or telling them what to wear. Nobody wants a partner to tell them what to wear. They want to tell them when they look good. But you could take on a parenting role and start telling them what to wear and what to do and... Maybe you go the other way. Maybe you're catering to their every need. You're jumping around trying to be everything to them. You're not going to respect them in that case at all. Maybe you're smothering and overprotective or you pick up after them so much. It's not going to work well for you. It just isn't. You know, and it's important to recognize that our earliest relationships, especially with our mothers, Influence our ability to connect with other adults for our whole life. That relationship that we had with our mothers mostly affects the relationships we have for the rest of our life. And so we want to talk for a minute about attachment because that's where it begins to really show up. And I've talked in other shows about it, I've had interview shows about attachment theory. What does this really mean? Well, when we're securely attached, that's the um, the phrase that that we want this is the most positive. When we're securely attached, um, we maybe we had loving, consistent mothers, and we grew up to see ourselves positively, and we're comfortable with other people, and we're not afraid of being alone, or re- rejected, or abandoned. We're not concerned about that. We're not waiting for the other shoe to drop. We feel quite comfortable. That's where the security comes. But if we weren't securely attached, then we're going to have difficulties with relationships. And maybe we're insecurely attached. And when you're insecurely attached, then your mother probably, and maybe your father too, but your mother primarily, was inconsistent in her attention to you, maybe she was neglectful, maybe on the other hand she was hostile when she did pay attention to you, and you went between those two opposites of neglectful and hostile, and you just didn't know how how to approach this at all, so you became avoidantly attached. That's kind of scary. People who are going back and forth between those pairs of opposites are difficult, and so that's your experience of relationship. So you bring that in with you. And so what is on the screen right now is really important to recognize because the research of Glenn uh, Gehr said, we choose our partners similar to our opposite sex parent. We choose our partners similar to our opposite sex parent. So if you think about that for a little bit, is that True. And did you like your opposite sex partner? Did you feel comfortable with your opposite sex parent rather? Did you feel loved by them, consistently loved by them, validated, approved of? It's very important stuff. And this is what happens because it will create intimacy as a problem. If if that was the case, if we were insecurely attached, we could have been Avoidantly attached, we could have been fearfully attached, meaning that we got a negative self-image and we were passive and dependent and maybe we are around a passive-aggressive parent. and So the signals were all mixed. So this relationship that we had, particularly with our mothers, has a lot to say about how we're going to have a relationship with another adult when we get into a significant romantic relationship. And so this this comes to bear on our ability to find somebody who is going to be our equal, who can be in a reciprocal and mutual relationship. And maybe there's another kind, and there is another kind, of insecure attachment, and that's the dismissive avoidance. Now, I'm not going into a lot of attachment theory because, as I said, there are many episodes and interviews that I've done both on Save Your Sanity podcast and on the Emotional Savvy podcast, which is available for you. So when you go to RelationshipHelpNetwork.com, you can see both of my podcasts. Even though I don't add any more episodes to Emotional Savvy and pay all my attention to Save Your Sanity, they're still there for you. So feel free to go over there. Because if you were with a dismissive, avoidantly attached person, or you are one, then you're going to have a fear. You may even rise up and be superior and say, I don't need a close relationship. I don't want a close relationship. I don't, I like having people depend on me, but I don't want to depend on anybody else. And um, And you really prize your self-sufficiency. If you get into a relationship, you are not going to get into an equal, reciprocal, and mutual relationship, are you? Because you're already in a situation where you have determined that's not okay for you. That's not what you want. So that could happen. It could happen to your partner, too. Maybe your partner had that. And if you had a critical, demanding mother, um, that's going to make a big difference. And one of the things that for sure is going to happen is that intimacy will become a partner, a problem, rather. (laughs) Oh, partner, parent, problem, all of these things. And Of course it's going to be, because if you feel you have to parent, psychologically you're going to feel like, well, you don't have sex with your children, do you? You don't cuddle in bed with your children in a sexual way. You don't invite sexual intimacy with the child. So if all day you feel like you've been parenting somebody, then you're not going to feel like you want to be sexually intimate with them. And you don't particularly feel emotionally intimate with them either. And that's a big problem because you want to feel emotionally intimate with your partner. You need that emotional intimacy to want to create further intimacy of all kinds. And if that hasn't been the case for you, if that's just not the way it's been going, then you are in that situation where you resent the person That's not going to tie you to wanting to have them as your close, intimate partner either. Or if you've had a partner who's a parent and you happen to be male, you may feel emasculated. They have taken away your autonomy or you feel that they have, or maybe you've given it away, but you may feel emasculated. You don't want to have an intimate relationship. You're not going to risk that with somebody. And... If you're feeling like their mother, you don't feel like you could be attracted and safe with somebody that you have to parent and tell what to do most of the day. And even if that's not true, even if you made that all up, and that's just the way that you're behaving with your partner, you still feel that way. No, I don't want to do that. And you may not have thought of it down to the bottom of the issue. But the actual issue is that Naturally, you don't want to be intimate with your children in that way. That's a healthy thing to do is to not want to be sexually intimate with your children. So if you have that going on where you're parenting your partner all day, you're feeling like you have to pick up after them and tell them what to do and do everything for them, and you criticize them and you complain and and you you are not their equal, you don't feel like they're equal, you don't make them feel anywhere near equal to you, You're not going to have an intimacy problem. And that is going to happen. And when that happens, then resentment and resignation set in. That may happen slowly, it may happen quickly as soon as someone begins to feel like I can't do anything right, somebody's always telling me what's wrong with me, my partner's always telling me how I should be, and that how I am is not acceptable, we've got an inferior superior relationship going on. It's unequal. And when that happens over time, and it begins to be consistently unequal, we have a big problem. And if you find yourself nagging all the time, and that's not a sexy trait, that's not attractive. And if you're being irresponsible all the time, your partner is not going to find that attractive. If you're unaccountable for your behavior and your partner is exasperated with you, they're not going to find that attractive either. So these things where you need to be parented because you're not pulling your weight, you're not pulling up your socks and adulting properly, that is going to cause your partner to feel like, what happened? There's no equality, reciprocity, and mutuality here. That's not going to work well. And when communication shifts from the ability to have those three things, the equality, reciprocity, and mutuality, It shifts into a kind of business dynamic where you're just taking care of business, doing what has to be done, demand, agree, monitor, reward, degrade. It's just become a business arrangement. You know what I'm talking about? You just feel like we're doing business here. It's not making you feel good. It's not making you feel seen, heard, no one acknowledged, appreciated, and accepted because someone is always finding fault with you or that you have to take care of everybody else and nobody takes care of you, so you become the parent to everybody, including your partner, that may or may not be true. Those may be traits that you have just adopted, adapted, or inherited from a dysfunctional family that you grew up in. Or maybe you actually thought the other person was a mature adult and they behaved like that for a while and then they fell off the wagon. And now you're terribly disappointed and you're trying everything to try and get equilibrium back and you don't realize that you've taken on the parenting role. And that may happen. You may not realize that. But one thing I'll tell you for sure if you habitually become a parent to your partner, your relationship is going to be ruined. And at a minimum, you are going to be living together in resentment and resignation. And that is not going to be a happy place to be. So here's a few questions that you could ask yourself to figure this out. Am I actually partnering my parent? <laughs> there it goes again. I'm actually parenting my partner too much. So here's some questions. Are you nagging? You know, if you really think about it, are you reminding, nagging, nagging? Giving deadlines, being exasperated, telling people that you know they never show up in any any positive way. Are you doing that? Um, do you find that your arguments resolve nothing? They're just arguments. They're just ways to put the other person down or to catch them doing something wrong. That will put you in a parenting role. Do you find yourself cleaning up after your partner because it's just easier? Yeah, that's one that's hard to negotiate. There is no right answer to that. But it's a question you could ask yourself, like, am I constantly picking up after them? Now, get yourself a clean zone in which you live, and and try and see if you can get them to to carry their weight without nagging, just by modeling. Do you feel like you're the king or queen of the house, that you just are in charge of everything and it's not by your choice? Or maybe you're the kind of person who likes it and then complains about it, but that's a whole other negative issue. But are you the person who has to be in charge by default or nothing will get done? Is that your impression of your relationship? Well, if you live from that, it may be true, it may not be true, but if you live from that, you are going to live in resentment, and that's not going to do. And if you're constantly making excuses for your partner rather than setting boundaries and having agreements, and improving your communication and conflict management, you may get into a parenting role as well. And then there's the other thing where you actually baby your partner. Now that's a big long conversation but if you're doing that you're not going to be happy. It may be cute. In the beginning you may feel that it's cute but it wears out really soon, right? You may have had that happen. It already is worn out worn off. You don't want to do it anymore. So how do you overcome parenting mode with your partner? So I'm going to give you a few things. Now when you listen to the podcast and you go to the podcast notes, you will see some of these things there for you. But first of all, you need to be mindful that you're doing it. And maybe you're just waking up to the fact that what really is bothering you in your relationship is your partner is parenting you. So either way, be mindful. If you are the one who's being your partner's parent, be mindful of that. And if you've just had the penny drop and say, that's what's really bothering me. My partner is always parenting me or trying to. I don't like it. We need to talk about it. Okay, another thing to do to overcome this parenting is don't criticize how your partner does things. Don't be critical. You could offer help. You could say, when I do it, I do it this way. But don't be critical of how they are doing it. That is not equitable. And I know, maybe you know more about it. But you, there are great ways of communicating. You can say, do you know, I've done that several times and I have a few ideas. Would you like to hear them? And they might say, no, I want to do it on my own and let them. You know, it is not up to you to make everything right in that regard. Things don't always have to be done right. And we all make mistakes. So if our partners make mistakes, They experience the consequences of making the mistakes. They'll fix them. They're adults. Now, yeah, I know. Sometimes they're not going to fix them. I can't give you any global statements that are always true. But I'll tell you that it'll be less difficult to fix your relationship if you stop trying to fix your partner. (laughs) And many times when you're parenting your partner, you're trying to fix them and tell them how to do it. Now, here's a big one. If you want to overcome this parenting mode, you have to listen to how you speak to your partner. If you have a parental tone, an exasperated tone, a you should tone, or how could you be so stupid tone, you've already got a problem and you're creating it. And if you're hearing that from your partner, then you're beginning to recognize this parental situation, which is not good. Another question you can ask yourself is Do I really, you know, when I'm really, really, really honest with myself, do I have a need to control these situations? Am I afraid of things getting out of control and therefore I take control? Because that means that maybe you've got some personal work to do. You've got some things to discover and uncover that would allow you to be able to do things differently and to feel differently about them. And the last thing is you might need to get help because this may have become a pattern. It may have become a cycle. It's the way that, that you run and it's not healthy. And as you recognize this whole thing about the dynamic of parenting your partner and how that feels for both sides, neither person's happy. Neither person is happy when they're being parented or having to parent or think they have to parent. Neither person is happy and it's not creating a relationship that has legs that can take you into the future. It's not going to get better. You need to take action. So You know what you've heard me say before. I do have a one time, one hour introductory offer for only $97. Go to beaclient.com. Let's talk about the issue and find out whether or not I can help you. You certainly will learn a few things during that introductory hour, and uh, then we can work together to solve other problems for you. These are really important things. It's not about blame, it's not about right or wrong or good or bad. You just don't feel good when you have to parent. You don't feel good when you're being parented. And you might not even notice that you've taken on a parenting role and you resent it. It's a quick way to say, there's something I can do to remedy my relationship. There's something I could talk about with my partner. If I've been parenting, I could acknowledge that. Do you know, I bet sometimes I sound like your parent. And I know that's not what you want from me. You want support. You want acceptance. You want respect. And when I do that, I realize that's not true. And if you're in the other position and you are being parented and you know very well you don't need to be and don't want to be, you might want to speak up in the reverse of those things. So very important for you. I'm always here for you. I want to help you. I am open to talking with you. You can go to Podcast.com and you can listen to over 115 episodes there. You'll also find Emotional Savvy. There's over 100 episodes there of interviews with other experts. Good things for you. And it's important to recognize that your major relationship in life is the biggest and most important thing. And if you have children together, it becomes even more important. And I'm here to help you. So I hope we get the opportunity to talk or you will listen again soon. And invite your friends to also listen. Find me at forrelationshiphelp.com or on YouTube. That's also the name of my channel, For Relationship Help. So until we speak again... I want you to remember, as I always do at the close of every podcast, that you are important, you matter, you're precious, and I hope you will take super good care of yourself. You will demonstrate to yourself that you matter, because you do. Talk soon. Thank you for joining me on the Savior Sanity podcast today.